our reading today is from Acts chapter 15, verses 22 to 41. Then the apostles and elders, with the whole church, decided to choose some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, men who were leaders among the believers. With them they sent the following letter, the apostles and elders, your brothers, to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friends, Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are writing. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Farewell. So the men were sent off and went down to Antioch, where they gathered the church together and delivered the letter. The people read it and were glad for its encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. After spending some time there, they were sent off by believers, by the believers with the blessing of peace to return to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas, Barnabas remained in Antioch, where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Good morning, lovely people. And it is so lovely to be with you this morning. And it's so lovely to be here in the nave of this church building, here on the first service of the nave. And all of that is just such a reminder of the need to pray. And so before we go any further, let's pray. Father God, we give thanks for your word. And we give thanks that we are able to do church in this new way, hearing your word freely read aloud. And we ask now that where we are, you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we may hear your word and listen to the things that you want us to hear. In the name of Jesus, your Son, we pray. Amen. In the early part of the 19th century, there was one name on everyone's lips in North America, and that name was P.T. Barnum, also known as the Greatest Showman. Now, you might have heard about him already, 
After all, a few years ago, there was a film made about his life starring Hugh Jackman. And the musical numbers from that film really do get stuck in your head. And I confess, I've been singing them this morning already. Now, P.T. Barnum was a very interesting character beyond the film. He was a man who was born into very humble beginnings, but had a lot of gifts and skills. He had the gift of charisma and he had the gift of business. And he put those things together to put them to use in the entertainment industry. He started museums and circuses and even had an opera singer on his books. He had something for everyone. And because of that, people flocked to see what he had to offer. Barnum himself was such a showman that even though he was predominantly a promoter, he was part of the act in some way. Hence why he was just so famous. He was so famous that he even visited Buckingham Palace to meet the Queen. He was a guy who had it all. He had money. He had fame. He had friends in high places. He even got to meet the monarch. He had everything going for him. And then it all went wrong. In 1855, when he was at the peak of his ability, he lost everything and he went bankrupt. Now, because I've had these songs in my head from The Greatest Showman, I found myself looking up the life of P.T. Barnum. And as I read his life, I just thought to myself, ain't that just the way it goes? Because though we haven't been to those heights or maybe even those lows, we know that life can be that way. Some days you are riding high, the next you're sinking low. One day you're the cock of the walk, the next you're a feather duster. If you're into sport, you see it in sport all the time. One moment you're the hero goal scorer or try scorer. The next you've let somebody pass you and they've scored a goal or they've scored a try. Hero to villain in no time at all. We have experienced those things for ourselves. And as we turn to our reading today, we see it there as well. Here we follow the story of Paul and Barnabas. And up until this point, they have had an incredible partnership in ministry. They have been in the mission field. They have seen amazing things happen in the name of Jesus. They have seen new churches planted and literally thousands upon thousands of people come to faith. They have even visited Jerusalem to meet with the council and the elders, which we heard about last week, and told them about the good things that God was doing amongst the Gentiles, that they were accepted in this thing called the church as well. They had it all. And then it went wrong. Paul and Barnabas had a huge falling out. They had a massive argument. It was so great that they went their separate ways. This wasn't just a little squabble about where to get coffee or who was buying the donuts. This was a proper significant falling out. They went off their separate ways as a result. 
One moment you're flying high, the next you're sinking low. Now, confession time. When I read that, probably for the first time, but certainly this time, when I look at this story, I felt a sense of relief. You know, because sometimes when we read through Acts, we see these people, these apostles, these disciples doing such incredible things that we can think ourselves, we can never get to those heights. We can never do those things. And the church that they had, we will never have. But my sense of relief came from the reminder today that they were just human. And in the humanity, they had this falling out. And who of us hasn't been in that place? Who of us hasn't had a massive argument with someone? Who of us hasn't argued with a friend or someone in the family and gone off our separate ways for one reason or another? And here we see it in action. But the church should be different, we think. Surely it shouldn't happen there. But it does. It happens in churches all the time. People in churches fall out. People in the churches here in Aberystwyth will fall out. People in churches up and down the land will fall out. And historically, people have fallen out in the church and it has ended up in a really bad place. Did you know that here in Wales, with our population of three million and our low percentage of people going to church, we have more recognised denominations than anywhere else in the world. So much of that is due to, if you like, the argumentative culture that we live in. And even in churches, people start a church, they fall out from a church, they go and start a new church, they start a denomination. And that's just the way it is. That is the way it's been pretty much since Paul and Barnabas had that argument. So we can look at this reading and in one sense we can feel that sense of relief that, well, they weren't better than us. But we can also feel a sense of utter disappointment. We can be really disappointed in them. But, and this is an important but, there is something else going on in the midst of it all. And that is, though they had this dramatic falling out, they dealt with it in a very adult way. And in many ways, they learned the art of disagreeing well. And that is something the church itself can learn and something that we need to learn from the likes of Paul and Barnabas. What I mean by disagreeing well is, though they went their separate ways, they went and continued in the mission of God. And when they went and they continued in the mission of God, they didn't compete. In fact, they chose two very different places to go to continue the ministry, to continue the mission, and to continue planting churches. Now, they both could have gone to Cyprus. They both could have gone and said, you know what, I'm going there. You might be there, but I'm going there. Let's have a look who can see the most churches planted, shall we? And they could have competed against each other to see who could do the best thing. But they didn't. They went their separate ways. Because fundamentally, though they fell out, it was still about the glory of God. And in that sense, they still came under the umbrella of the church. They were still commissioned by the elders and the apostles to go off and do these things. And in doing that, they were able to hold their disagreements well 
to keep it all about the Lord. We need to disagree well. The thing about the church is, because it is run by humans, because it is about people with opinions, we will always fall out. And that doesn't matter what church you're in. It doesn't matter what denomination you're in. It doesn't matter what position the church you're in. The church will always have times when there are fallings out. We will fall out over an issue. We will fall out over an administrative purpose. We will fall out over future plans. We will fall out over theology. There are so many things which we can fall out over. But the important thing is that we fall out well, that we disagree well. And here we have two people of the faith falling out, but doing it well. When we fall out, we need to remember that everything is still about the Lord. Everything is still about Jesus and everything is still about the mission in his name. And when we do that, we get the right perspective of what it's all about as well. We don't hold on to grudges. We don't hold on to hatred. We don't continue having the argument in our head for years to come, thinking about if he hadn't done that, we'd be all right now. No, we focus on the Lord and the rest will follow. And fundamentally, what also will follow is reconciliation. Because when we come under the eyes of the Lord and want to do things in his way, hearts get softened and reconciliation is able to come. We might still disagree, but we can do it so well that we will continue to disagree, but hold it all together in God's love. And actually, when it came to Paul and Barnabas, that is what they did as well. We don't see it so much in the book of Acts as we do later on in the scriptures, but we see and we read about how they were reconciled, how the love that they had for each other brought each other together. Paul and Barnabas write about each other, praying for each other and demonstrating the love that there is for each other. They come back together. In the human sense, that is impossible, but it is possible only through the Lord. And because they had a heart for the Lord leading them in everything, they were able to be reconciled. And when we have a heart for the Lord in all that we do as well and put him above everything else, we can be reconciled when we fall out as well. It is about Jesus and not us. It is about doing his work and not our own will. And when we turn everything to God, incredible things can happen and even dramatic, horrible, vile fallings out such as the one we see here today can come good again. We need to learn the art of disagreeing well. We need to learn the art of forgiveness. We need to earn the art of looking and focusing always on the Lord and let him do the work in us. And when we do that, it will all come good. When we do that, we are led by him and him alone. You know, P.T. Barnum lost it all, but he also got it back. 
He did it through hard work, blood, sweat and tears. We don't even need to do that. We can do it through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Let's turn to him today. Let's disagree well. Let's disagree in love. And may the Lord bind us together in a holy unity. And may his church grow. May his kingdom come. May we all flourish in his name. Let's pray. Father God, we give thanks for your word. And we give thanks for the life and the example of Paul and Barnabas. And Lord, though we come with sadness that they fell out, we give thanks that they made everything about you. And in that they were able to disagree well. And we give thanks that there was reconciliation as well. And Lord, we lift our churches to you now. And we pray that we, your church, fall out. We would do it well. And you would call us back together. That we would be quick to forgive and quick to love. Quick to reconcile. And that we would learn from the example of these guys as well. Lord God, I lift you now. All the places that we need to reconcile with others. All the places where we need healing. All the places where arguments have taken place. And by the power of your spirit, we pray for reconciliation. And we pray for peace to come. And Lord, as we begin this new church online, we pray that we would make all things about you from the very off. And it wouldn't be about us. We pray that we would follow in the example of your son, Jesus Christ, making all things about him, pointing always to him, and that more and more people would come to know him. More and more people will come to acknowledge him as Lord and Saviour. Lord God, we pray these things in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. <laughs>